This is Magic City Soccer. Es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica. This is Magic City Soccer. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. Let's go, Miami FC. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer. Vamos, Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer, your home for everything you need to know about soccer in Miami-Dade County. Hello, soccer fans in South Florida and beyond, and welcome to our show. Uh, Two-man operation tonight, me and Drew Hausman. Drew, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, I don't really know what we're going to talk a lot or talk about because there's not a lot of uh, soccer going on in South Florida right now, so this may be a pretty boring episode. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty quiet time around here in Miami-Dade County when it comes to soccer. Uh, yo dog, I heard you liked Open Cup, so I went and put some Open Cup in your Open Cup. And so we've got a lot of, we've got playing rounds, we've got first rounds, we've got everything you need to know. Uh, so let's let's start at the beginning, that makes the, the, the most logical sense, and let's start with the play-in game. Um, the kickoff of Miami Soccer Week, where we're smack dab in the middle of it right now. Um, Miami FC 2. Uh, entering the U- Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup competition at the play-in stage. Um, dudes, again, we've talked about this ad infinitum. I'm not going to bore you. But basically, the NPSL clo- the NASL closed up shop this year. There was no automatic bid for Miami FC, even though they had applied for it and were expecting it. The Open Cup committee reversed their decision, let them in, but they had to play in like they were a 12 seed going to, uh, what's that, in Toledo, I think that's where they have the play-in tournament for the college basketball, some some second-tier town in Ohio. <laughs> um, so um, FC Miami City drew the short straw. They were the uh, team that was picked to basically play in this play-in game, and so the stage was set, Miami uh, FC Miami City hosting at Tropical Park Sunday, Drew, uh, we we had pregame and postgame out there. So if if you followed us on Twitter or um, on our YouTube account or on Periscope, you already heard some of our thoughts about this. But that game, it was a little bit nervy, I think, leading into it because I think some people were a little bit concerned about the the quality that you're facing right off. Usually, you're you're used to a, a lower division, maybe a local qualifier. Um, you're getting that first game where you're getting a little bit better than you expect, and Miami FC two delivered. Yeah, that I think in our uh, pregame series we were all a little uh, kind of confused or not confused. We just really didn't know what where to pin uh, FC Miami City at. Uh, at that point, we were kind of unclear on the roster and we didn't know which players were returning. They were doing a very good job of kind of keeping that uh, a top secret information. So um, <laughs> definitely the the harder opponent uh, between that and our round one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it started off a little slow. My, Miami FC got on top, but uh, there was a response later on by Miami City. Uh, I believe early on in my predictions, uh, we were saying, or I was saying that uh, their center backs were kind of uh, frightening me. They have Marvin Hetzel, who uh, played uh, all time at FIU or did four years at FIU and was on the team last year. And Kevin Kofik, uh he actually came out of the game in like the first fifteen minutes, which. Kind of at that point, I was like, "All right, <laughs> this is going one way." Yeah, you really were the kiss of death. Uh, it was <laughs> I hyped him up so much in the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, the whole pregame discussion about FC Miami City having a chance, and, and I agreed with you. By the by, was that the the back two, the center backs there, were among the strongest players on the field for FC Miami City, and then almost immediately, 
uh, that kind of dream gets shattered. Kafik has to come off because of an injury. And then really things start rolling downhill from there. Uh, Miami FC 2 really bossed the game around. Um, they they kind of had the, the tremendous amount of stretches of possession. They had the better opportunities pretty much up and down the field. And, um, yeah, it really wasn't surprising that they were able to get out of there and advance. Um, FC Miami City, again, especially when you're probably basing a lot of your planning around having Kofik on the field, once that goes out the window, it, it's hard for a team of FC Miami City's caliber, even though they are very good for their level, uh, they don't have that kind of squad depth to go up against a higher level team and deal with an injury to such a key player. Yeah, and uh, from from uh, Miami FC's standpoint too, I feel like this is probably the strongest roster that uh, Paul has put together. The coach, uh, I felt pretty confident about the roster when they put it out. Uh, once again, you kind of had Ranella not as the not playing completely forward as the striker, and it ended up working out. I mean, he didn't have much going on that game. Uh, some good defensive plays, but uh, definitely really paid off with the uh, substitution at the half where. Uh, our, our new man Dario came in for him and uh, ended up being a stud. He uh, scored one and slightly missed another, but um, I think, uh, <laughs> at least on my end, um, I'm getting a bit more confidence in him as a coach, and I feel like the uh, the players and he's kind of figuring it out right now. It's it's almost I, like the NASL games were the yeah I think we said it in the post game, but the NASL games were the preseason, and then yes. our real season is the Open Cup. And that was exactly what I was about to say. You look at the 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 first three games of the NPSL season where you play that uh, NASL level competition. Again, all, all the squads are a little bit weakened, but you still have a, a lot of the core of those teams together. Um, three games is a pretty decent preseason. You know what I mean? It's so, it, again, you look at the, the standings in the league, in the conference, and you kind of wish you could have some of those games back and, 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 and maybe roll them over again. But... Yeah, when you look at the quality of play the team has put together in the last couple of games, yes, it's against lower level competition, but you can start to see you can start to see players being slotted into positions, players getting inserting responsibilities that may fit their skill sets, and you start to see the machine starting to tick over. Um, yeah, it was it was really encouraging. You can't really look at that game Sunday night and, and take away anything except for the fact that Miami FC really did the job. Um, and Miami FC two came out, took control of the game really grinded it out you know a couple of goals that were pretty spectacular the Suarez goal was great um and yeah they just they just did the business that's really the only way to put it they came out they had a job to do it and they did it thoroughly yeah the the only thing that frightened me a little during that game was Tyler uh Ruffin got a first half uh yellow card and then uh (laughs) he got involved with the referee a little later on on a bad call against one of his teammates so uh Based off uh, the regular season play, I was kind of scared that uh, that a red card was going to come his way or uh, City was going to kind of milk him into getting a red, which it seemed like they, they kind of were going at him a little after that. But uh, he managed to, to keep his cool and, and escape uh, unpunished. I have to say, I think that uh, Miami FC 2 is really fitting into the NPSL lifestyle very well because it seems every game they play... They're involved in a scrap or a fight or or something. It's 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 kind of surprising, and and some of it obviously is that you know some some teams are playing them in a way they're not accustomed to, and getting some challenges maybe that they're not accustomed to, and not getting calls that they may be accustomed to. But man, I, between everything involving Tyler Ruthven the last couple of weeks, uh, 
Indio Vega has been out of his goal it must be yeah. three times <laughs> in the last like five games. He's kind of like one of those people who come out with the wrestlers. I think they're called valets. So like yeah. he kind of <laughs> comes and like he'll talk to the ref a little bit, and then like five seconds later he just turns around and he's shouting at somebody else. And I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? <laughs> Yeah, like his gloves would be coming off quick if he were in hockey, like just immediately dropping them and just like, I'm ready. Let's do this. What's happening? I'm here. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely interesting, the foreshadowing what we'll talk about related to Wednesday's game. Um, but, yeah, for FC Miami City, it's such a bummer. And, again, we talked about this day of, if you're watching it live, but to be out of the tournament before you were ever really in the tournament um, – it's it's really unfortunate, and, and and again we've gone over this over and over. It's kind of the only way that the Open Cup Committee could resolve this issue and include these NASL level teams. Um, but man, if you're FC Miami City, you gotta feel really really rough after having to play that team. You're for a play in game. Yeah, and it, not only that, it's the the whole seating of the tournament down here because it's five Miami teams that got into it. And basically, they they forced them to do a Highlander scenario where there can be only one. So yes. it really is like Royal Rumble, where five Miami teams got in, but only one will actually advance to the third round. So uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves with that, uh, I guess we can talk about the games last night. Yes, so it was... Uh, Drew and I talked a little bit before the show got started, which is proof that, yes, we actually do a bit of planning before we hit record. It's it's shocking, but it happens. <laughs> uh, I did a little bit of planning. I wasn't able to attend either game last night, but I did my contribution by watching both. I had a computer screen up, had headphones on, following both games. If you, if you were at our Magic City Soccer Twitter account, if you saw updates, that was me. Um, and it was, I had this kind of reminiscent, wonderful feeling like it was March Madness, where it was just all these kind of games were happening, and the old foul, and card coming out, here's a goal, there's a goal, and there's a goal in this game again somehow. It was really fun to watch, uh, and if you've, if you're listening to us, you probably have watched U.S. Open Cup live streams before, <laughs> but if you haven't, these first couple of rounds, it's super fun because there's just action happening everywhere. And last night, there certainly was a lot of action as, as goals aplenty. Uh, nine goals uh, split among the winning teams, 11 goals scored overall in two day derbies. Uh, the first uh, drew the one that you were at, the Miami FC game uh, against Red Force FC, a Open Cup stalwart. Yeah, I think this is their third year or fourth year in it on uh, team history. Um, this this game was the one that I guess Miami Miami FC was probably feeling more confident about. Uh, once again, a, a strong lineup by Paul. He definitely had the the A squad out there. Um, all in all, I mean, it was at FIU Field. It's the first time that Miami FC has ever played there, right next to uh, the the Ricky. Um, I, I yes. like that field. It, it was kind of it's it's a little cobbish, you know. It's it's small. It's yes. kind of the perfect size for the Open Cup game, you know. Uh, decent attendance, but it wasn't packed to the brim. But I feel like if you went to FIU Stadium, it would have kind of been uh, slightly depressing. But uh, yeah, I mean, my, Miami FC just dominated that game. Uh, Turpak almost had a hat trick in that one. He was wow. <laughs> the the fact that they signed him like right before the cup and he's just been playing incredible is is amazing. He has really been. Uh, you know, it, it, you don't want to make a, a judgment too quick. Uh, in anything in life, but uh, the contributions of Terpak and Suarez um, 
in in really quick time here in the Open Cup has been kind of and 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 in in the conference for for Chris, um, it's been great. It's been really kind of like oh wow, welcome welcome to the show, guys. You didn't need preseason or anything. You're just going to kind of slot in here and roll it out. And when I saw, I think. Turpac was announced on a Friday, and he played the Saturday night game against Jacksonville, if I recall correctly. Something really like, oh, wow, he's going to play like he just walked in the door, and he's going to get on the field to start, <laughs> and was great, and was great, and he's been great. And and that's really got to be encouraging that um, Coach Dalglish can, it, you know, he's familiar with some of these players at this level. So he, he, he coached uh, Chris Turpac. Um, previously, he's finding his guys a little bit, slotting them in. He's taking the talent he sees on this squad, working in in slightly different ways, playing around with it. And and again, after maybe a couple of hiccups, the fir- those first two uh, games against Miami United, uh, you're starting to see a, a more solid, fluid approach. Um, that's uh, it's paying results. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm I'm an idiot for that game because uh, I. L- Went to the bathroom with like five minutes left, and I, I missed the insane. I think it was the was it the Dario goal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I literally I told my girlfriend I was like, "We won. I'm gonna go pee." And then while I'm in the uh, lovely porta potty there, I just hear everybody yelling, and I had to watch the clip later. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate guarantee of a great goal, either against you or for you. But if you go to the bathroom in the middle of the match, you're You've condemned yourself to missing a classic. Uh, I tell you what, there were three uh, tremendous goals scored in Open Cup play last night. Like, three of the best goals I've seen by any Miami team in the last couple of years. Like, the, the Suarez goal was brilliant, and it may not have even been... No, nah, it's probably the second best goal last night, but it was not the best goal last night, which we'll talk about uh, more of that in a second. But yeah, it was it was brilliant. His his ability to finish seems to be great. He's not afraid to take chances in front of goal. Um, he he missed a couple of easy ones in the play-in game, uh, but Suarez... But he, but he also that, had that, one, so... Yes, he had the hard one. Yeah. He had a <laughs> tremendous finish in the, in, in the game and then missed two... Uh, two just easy ones. Uh, and then in this game, tremendous finish. Again, it's exciting to see Miami FC be able to put some goals on the board. We aren't condemned to 1-1 results. Yeah, the, the center back in that play was just uh, completely lost, or whoever the defender was, because he went to go head the ball and just left him sitting there. So Yeah. Yeah, it was. You could definitely you could see that one developing a couple of seconds in advance. You could see the positioning of the players and be like, oh, if if, if the ball comes in here, we got something. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, there's a goal. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was two things. Obviously, anytime you have a match, you're, you're focusing on two things. How many goals you score, how many you give up. Um, four, great number to score. Anytime you're at three or above, you're usually winning. Uh, but that, that zero, uh, the first clean sheet, uh, is, no, is that, did, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm misremembering here. Did, did FC Miami City get a goal in that game? Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, right? they tied at one point. They, they yes, equalized that's at 1-1 correct. and then... Yeah, That's so. right. So this is the first clean sheet for the team since the start of the regular season. Correct. Yes, okay. I, I was right, and then I doubted myself. Yeah, Always yeah. believe in yourself, kids. SATs, um, man, SATs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's to me, that was something that jumped out, too, that was clearly this team is taking this competition seriously. They are going for it. They're playing with intensity. They, do, they want to prove a point. And a 4-0 scoreline proves a point, no matter who you're playing. That's right. Uh, speaking of crazy scorelines, do you want to go into the United game? I mean, you watched it. I saw a bunch of replays, but that was another uh, match of insanity in South Florida. 
I wish I wish yes. they did these like Wednesday and Thursday night because I would have loved to have gone to both. I thought the same thing. I, I really thought because they had played games on Tuesday night to start the first round. Yeah. I really thought they would have done. You know, if you have a game within fifty miles of one another, do Tuesday Wednesday. Again, if you are interested in one Open Cup game, you're probably interested in two Open Cup games because you're that kind of person. So right. it, it, it did seem like a missed opportunity, but again, it would have kind of lost that, that March Madness feel. Um, that game was really interesting because for the first 10 minutes there, it seemed like, and we've talked about FC Kendall before, both on the Twitter feed and on this podcast, FC Kendall gave a great game to Miami FC 2 in the preseason, a really impressive showing. Uh, my uh, FC Kendall played Red Force and throttled them uh, on Sunday. Time. The first, the actual first game of Miami Soccer Week, the the kind of opening act for the the play in Open Cup match. And so you're thinking these guys got some talent. And then in the first ten minutes of that game against Miami United, they score the score the opening goal. And it's not a fluke. It's not. A, it is they counter. They get a shot on goal that's just barely knocked out of bounds by the goalkeeper. Um, they get a corner kick off that. They head in the corner kick on a really lovely kind of sublime finish, just kind of near post, heading it kind of over the keeper to the opposite corner. It was brilliant, and you're thinking, okay, Miami United have a challenge. Miami United are going to be playing against a lower-level squad, but you're thinking cup set. I even put in the tweet after the goal, <laughs> hashtag cup set. Um and then it was as though Miami FC had been slapped in the face, and then they started punching. It was the, <laughs> like they had come out the first couple of minutes a little bit sluggish, and then they just were really upset that they had given up the first goal. And you you get a um, – Tom, Tomas Granito earns a penalty and converts it, which I always love when a guy earns the penalty and converts it himself. I, 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 something I appreciate about that. Um, and then you just start having these goals drop in on FC Kendall's heads – and there was nothing that they could do about it. It was just really, again, the first 10 minutes, it was two heavyweights going at it. And then after that goal, it was as though Miami United had had enough. And uh, Nicholas uh, Gorobsov hit a really lovely shot from outside the box that normally would be uh, you know, the best goal of the night where it's just really a little bit of a curling finish. Um, and... You're like, okay, well, they're they're taking the lead now, two one, and then all of a sudden, you've got this man David Ochoa, who drew. You were able to see Dave Ochoa in the Romero Cup final, I believe. He was the was he the man of the match or the man of the tournament? There, do you remember? I, I think he was the man of the tournament. I think he led the goal scoring for the the entire tournament. So, uh, dude, yeah, dude's definitely got some goals in him. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. No freaking kidding. Because poor Ronald Garces. I mentioned in the, the recap that I wrote last night that Ronald Garces had a good game. He made saves after that first goal by FC Kendall. It was one-way traffic. He was working. And and Ochoa just lines up a free kick from about 35 yards out, drills it top left corner. Nothing you could do about it. It was by far the goal of the night. By far. Uh, it, it was just tremendous. You can see it on our Instagram. Uh, uh, it's, I included it in the, the post. The Open Cup uh, account basically mentioned it was the goal of the night across the tournament. Um, and then Ochoa just gets two and three, and his third goal was really quite uh, strange, where basically it was if you saw James Milner have a clearance bounce off his face for an own goal against Roma in the Champions League semifinal, it was this, but is except you cleared it to your opponent, and your opponent just tipped the ball with their toe 
ever so slightly to get the goal. It was it was quite a performance by Ochoa. It was quite a performance by Miami United. And again, after that that moment of uncertainty, uh, they they really seemed to put the put the pedal to the metal. Um, the the penalty kick. Uh, at the end for FC Kendall was consolation, but it wasn't enough. 5-2 was the scoreline. Yeah, I mean, the, the Ochoa hat trick was huge. Like, going going further into the tournament, they're going to have to play uh, Miami FC, but what a what a start for your first game to have three, and then uh, Gorbachev and Granito, both, both new guys to the team, which shows how much Miami United uh, has packed in talent on this team, and... Uh, even uh, Privatira started that game, and I think he had a pretty good game from from what I read online. But he did, yeah. Their 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 stars are starting to shine over there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, you know we we had this conversation on Sunday off camera. I believe we were just kind of we we talk off off camera and off microphone. It's hard to believe, um, but it's basically yeah. just secret episodes of the podcast that. You don't hear. Yes, we just communicate in podcasts, basically. Uh, just, if we, we ever make a Patreon, to... we're just going to turn on like a cell phone mic, and that'll be the bonus <laughs> content. You can call our party line <laughs> at this number and listen to us blabber about God knows what at any given time. Who on earth would pay for that nonsense besides ourselves? That's the only people yeah. I can think of. But hey, if you're interested, let us know. We'll set it up. Um, yeah, you know, Miami United, man, they've they've really positioned themselves nicely. They're, they've got a really good spot in the conference. They're coming out. They're playing this first game and blowing the doors off what we thought was a good uh, competitor. You know, you hate to compare preseason to Open Cup, but if you're comparing Miami United's performance against FC Kendall versus Miami FC 2's performance against FC Kendall, you'd have to be worried. Now, again, we've seen these two teams play each other twice already, um, so you, you have a better head-to-head comparison, but... Um, yeah, it was just it was really impressive. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. It was a really impressive show by Miami United. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, they they actually have a game coming up. I believe it's Saturday against Broward Storm at the uh, Cricket Stadium or whatever they're calling it nowadays. Uh, Central Broward <laughs> Regional Park uh, Stadium. Yeah, cr- Cricket Stadium. Ground. Yes, but uh, I'm going um, to try to make it out to that one because I think it'll be interesting. But uh, on the other side, is Miami FC doesn't really have anything going on until the the Open Cup game against United, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think United's going to take that game against the Storm very seriously. Obviously, they need points in the conference uh, if they want to end up in that in that first place because it's going to be very very rough going forward. But I think that. 100% both teams are just going to have to look at the cup game against each other and some, somebody's going to win something. <laughs> this is definitely, if you're Miami FC 2, uh, this is kind of a best case scenario because you get to clear out a little bit, take a little bit of a rest. You know, you've been playing these hard opponents in the conference and then you have these open cup games, including kind of a, a secret extra open cup game that most of the other competitors in the in the tournament don't have. And now you get a week, and you have one target to focus on, and it's the target that really has kind of mucked up your season so far. Uh, the fact that Miami United has been able to kind of force two draws out of you, including one at home, um, and they've out. They now have to either they have to go and play a game against Storm, and either take it seriously and get the three points, and then be worn down in the Open Cup game, or you know take it seventy five percent, sixty percent. 
risk dropping points in a game they shouldn't and then opening the door back up for you in conference competition. So, I mean, obviously, if, if we come out Thursday morning and see that Miami United won the conference game and won the Open Cup match, it's going to be egg on my face, egg on Miami FC two face, two's face. But it, at least for them, after a couple of weeks of they've been really had the treadmill up to high and just been sprinting, they're now kind of kicking the ball over to Miami United and say, okay, you guys handle it. You guys figure out what you're going to do. Good luck. Yeah, I think in that Storm game, they just need to come out like madmen in the first like 20 minutes, go up like two goals, maybe three, and then throw in the subs and let it ride. <laughs> what, yeah, what that I, would be... That's... What I thought was interesting is for the uh, Open Cup game, uh, Palai, Palai didn't play, so I don't know, and he wasn't an available sub, so I'm not sure if there's an injury there or if he wasn't... No, I, I believe he came on as a substitute. Uh... If... If he didn't, if he's not in the official match report, then the announcer at the game made a mistake, which wouldn't be the first one. But I, I definitely recall hearing his name coming on as a substitute around minute sixty, if I recall. Okay, I could be crazy though. I, I thought there originally they didn't have him listed, but uh, this NPSL and first rounds of Open Cup, so we have seen a couple wrong starting <laughs> rosters this year. So um, yeah, I, I, I saw he wasn't on the starting roster or sub in a image somewhere, and I was. Yes. I thought maybe I he wasn't eligible the, or something, so I kind of got worried or concerned. The the image that was shared by Miami United did not have Palai in the uh, in the bench. Uh, so again, there there could have been some miscommunication there um, on the part of the broadcast, but I definitely heard his name mentioned. Uh, and yeah, I, no, no, actually, never mind. Um, so, anywho. Um, that's definitely that's going to be a big kind of pivot game. That's going to be a big game for Miami FC two that they have no involvement with. That Saturday night game, Miami United versus Storm. Just to again, in case you were a little bit uncertain, there Miami United are traveling up to Broward County. Um, I think it's the first time they're traveling out of Miami Dade County this season. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm, I'm going you're by right, memory you're right. here. I'm right. Okay, good. Again, I, I have very little uh, belief in myself, guys. <laughs> I really need to work on that. Uh, they're going to go up to Central Broward Regional Park, the cricket stadium there, 7.30 kickoff, Saturday night, May 12th. Um, it's a fun venue. Uh, Is it 7.30 we or 2.30? The Miami FC, the Miami United website, sorry, lists it as 7.30. Has it been moved? No, I, it could be thinking of something else. Uh, yeah, don't listen to me at this point. I think the Miami FC 2 game against Storm is a Wednesday 2.30 Ah, uh, you're correct, you're correct. At some point. Yeah, so that, that could be what's causing uh, the confusion there. But yeah, Central Broward, it, it's it's a weird place and it's a weird venue, but it is fun to see a game there because it's definitely unique. Uh, so if you've not been, highly encourage you to go. Uh, we saw a Puerto Rico FC NASL match there between them and the Cosmos Florida uh, towards the end of last season. What's that? Florida Cup also. A- uh... And of course the Florida Cup being contested there. Um, yeah, so check it out. Um, so if you like so going to other stadiums, you should check out a quick word from our sponsor. Absolutely. Man, what a professional. Thank you. Uh, Drew Hausman, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Groundhopper. All right. Hello, soccer fans in South Florida. Us here at Magic City Soccer want to tell you about our newest podcast sponsor, Groundhopper. Whether you're a passionate soccer supporter or just enjoy watching the game, check out the Groundhopper app, the handiest tool for soccer fans. Checking out the game and earn badges for all kinds of achievements. Compete with your friends and see who's the biggest fan of your team. Find all the fixtures taking place where you are, whether it's Miami or Madrid. This way you can turn any trip into a soccer trip. 
available now on the Google Play and iTunes App Store. Now, back to the podcast. Thank you very much to Groundhopper uh, supporting Magic City Soccer, and if they support us, well, you ought to support them. Um, so, Drew, some kind of uh, late-breaking news uh, regarding soccer here in Dade County, or actually soccer from Dade County that may be going to Broward. Speaking of Central Broward Regional Park and the Cricket Stadium, uh, there's another game that's planning on taking place at that stadium pretty soon. That's right. The day following the Miami United match on May 13th, FC Miami City at Central Broward Regional Park will be playing the United States men's national team under-20 team. Yeah, that's a pretty big development for them. Anytime you can get those scrimmages against the national team, it gives you a nice little bump of prestige and and attracts in some eyes that you might not have seen before. We saw Miami FC uh, hold an exhibition against the under-19s, I believe, two off-seasons ago or one off-season ago. I think it was, Maybe it was last off-season. I think it was last off-season. Yeah, last February. Um, but it was a weekday and, and it was on like Bradleton. No good. Yes. This, this is uh, in the backyard. No, no, it was down here. It was down here. Oh, you're right. It was a weekday, though. Yeah, it was at it was at St. Thomas. Uh, our man Omar Mubayed uh, was able to speak to Brad Fidel and uh, live out a dream. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, kind of activity going on down here related to the national team uh, over the next uh, couple of days and weeks. There's basically a youth summit uh, that's taking place. Um, uh, between, over the next couple of weeks where a number of the players from the U16s and the U20s are being called down basically to, to kind of work together and get in some games like this. Uh, actually, there are seven players from South Florida uh, who are participating in the summit, uh, including uh, Nick DeFritis Hansen, who's in the Everton uh, development system, Justin Garces and Rayshon McCann with Atlanta United, Aiden Morris, who's with the crew uh, for now, as long as they remain the crew, uh, Mason Judge and Emmanuel Ameras with Chargers SC and Andres Cardenas, who's not only a local product, he's still with Weston. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be a pretty good reason to figure out why that under-20 team is looking to get a game in with a, with a, a side with some pro-level talent. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, part of the reason they all come out here is I know Thomas Rogan. Rog- yeah. Yes. I'm saying that right. But uh, he's he's a local guy, works for BN now, but uh, I know he's a, a youth scout for the U.S. men's national team, so I kind of think uh, he brings some of them out here. But, yeah, man, a- anytime you get to play a national team, no matter what level, it's it's great for your, your club, especially if you're like a PDL or NSL-style team. But, uh you know, the U.S. men's national team under 20, it'll probably be the uh, best U.S. men's national team game we see uh, in 2018. <laughs> That's not surprising. Shots the, fired! The, the youth play... <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Yeah, the youth players actually win stuff. Ooh, they go yep. to, like, quarterfinals and semifinals of major tournaments. Um, so, hope for the future, guys. Hope for the future. Um yeah, so that's going to be really exciting. I mean, it's good for FC Miami City. Uh, and again, uh, you know, we've been talking about Miami Soccer Week. It's going into extra time. Um, an extra game tacked on there towards the end that wasn't originally scheduled. That Storm Miami United game was supposed to be the last one, but you're getting eight days of Miami Dade soccer for the price of seven. So make sure you go out and enjoy that. Um, and bring your moms because it's Mother's Day. Yes, what better way to celebrate motherhood than watching uh, an under-20 squad and Miami, uh, FC Miami City? They're under-20. Um, They're still boys. Yes, I mean, they really need some, some motherly love. <laughs> so uh, go, out, go out and support your national team. Go out and support uh, Dade Soccer. Um, 
So, Drew, um, I'm absolutely forgetting something. What am I forgetting? Oh, Fill me in. We, we got some articles coming out. So, uh, to stick oh, yes, with okay, the so, uh, FC Miami yeah. City theme, I think we're we're uh, that we should have a PDL season preview for them coming out soon. Uh, I'm a terrible writer and a bit lazy, so I should probably get started <laughs> right now. Uh, and I know, Matt, you have an interesting article coming out that could shake the soccer world. Yes, we're, uh, we've legitimately been putting in some phone calls and doing some questioning and, and, and reaching out to communications departments over the last couple of weeks, trying to answer some questions related to the Sportel Summit, which is uh, happening next week uh, at uh, Miami Beach. Um, it's a big event for movers and shakers in the sports world, sports in general, but there's definitely a focus on soccer. Uh, the Miami FC is a kind of presenting sponsor of the event. Uh, CEO Sean Flynn is going to be on a panel. Uh, CEO and owner Ricardo Silva is going to be on another panel. And one of the panels has had a change in uh, participants over the last couple of weeks. Uh, one that main, wasn't noticed by too many people. Uh, but we're going to have a story... Uh, tomorrow kind of detailing what the change was and some rather obvious reasons why the change might have happened but the the fact that there's really not been a lot of talk about it and it's really hard to get anyone to provide an explanation as to what happened uh, on the record so um, be sure to visit uh, magiccity.soccer for that or follow us on Facebook or Twitter uh, expecting to have something up tomorrow afternoon around 5 uh, or this afternoon if you're listening uh, on the 11th May 11th uh, and if it's past May 11th, then just go to our website and search Ricardo Silva, and it'll probably be the most recent result. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and, we're, and we're definitely like trying to offer... hats, this one is for you. Yes, we're definitely going to... Uh, this is a, a softball lob right up <laughs> into uh, ProRel for America Twitter, because um, <laughs> there, there's there's some, some interesting business going on there. Um yeah, so so check it out. You know, we're trying to really, as the season is is really ramping up, we're trying to increase our. You know, you hate to use the word content to describe everything, but increase the content we have available. You know, lots of videos on our YouTube of goals that have been scored. Omar does a great job of lugging the old uh, GoPro out and getting uh, good clips of goals. Um, you know, Facebook, our, our Instagram, lots of pictures and video there. Um, yeah, check it out. Um, if you're interested in joining with our lovely sponsor, Grasshopper, and supporting Magic City Soccer... Groundhopper, man. Uh, you you can... said Grasshopper. Did I say Grasshopper? Yeah, Damn it. Uh, my bad. That's it. Delete hopper. the whole podcast. Do, yeah, do the intro Sorry, again I'll... right now. Groundhopper, you know I love you, baby. Um, hey, South Florida Soccer interested... fans. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in, in supporting us, you can reach out to us on social media or magiccitysoccer.mcs at gmail.com. Um, we're looking forward to having some exciting guests over the next couple of weeks. You know, there's some changes and some growth going on in the Miami soccer world, the Miami soccer media world that we'll be, uh, kind of being involved in and, and talking to the movers and shakers there. Um, so you're going to want to stick around. There's, there's a lot of interesting stuff just over the horizon. So enjoy the soccer this week and then, uh, get ready because there's a lot more coming. Yeah, man. I wore my Magic City, uh, soccer shirt to the game yesterday and, uh, I think like half the players kind of stopped playing and like looked in the stands and they're like, wow, where'd you get that awesome t-shirt? And I was like, hey man, magiccity.soccer. And they're like, thanks, we'll keep playing. <laughs> we'll go back now. Uh, yeah, we're, we're really interested in, uh, reaching out our uh, our our swag our our stuff that you can buy and wear and enjoy 
Uh, really happy with the shirts we have. We have some other ideas in the hopper that may or may not have already been mentioned on previous podcasts. Ground hopper that I'm or taking grass way hopper? too seriously. What's that? <laughs> you said in the oh. hopper, so I said ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's my bad. Um, yeah. So, all right. Enough talk about us, because who the hell wants to hear about that? Um, Drew, any final thoughts, final notes before we wrap it up this evening? Yeah, I got one more thing you forgot about. It's the uh, Red Force and United tryouts. Yes! Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. I'm going to drop the old school, like, not swearing swear. <laughs> um, yes, it is officially tryout season. Uh, Red Force FC, who, you know, we've mentioned already, they're, as I said, a, a Open Cup stalwart. They're actually having their first open tryout, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, uh, apparently, um, they they do, I guess, more closed, you know, closed-door kind of inspection of players. They're having an open tryout, though, uh, following the trend of many lower-level clubs. They're looking to find talent. There's plenty of talent around here in South Florida. Uh, if you go to redforceacademy.com, you can find out more information there. Um, as Omar said on Twitter, uh, you know, look at their history. Look at what they've been able to produce as a club and as individual players, and, and it might interest you. Uh, the tryouts are Tuesday, May 15th, 4.30 to 6, Wednesday, May 16th, 4.30 to 6, and Saturday, May 19th, 9 to 11. Uh, we also want to mention Miami United also having their tryouts. Uh, and if you're maybe a higher-level player and you're looking to get get back in with a pro-quality uh, pro side or you're young and you think teams are just missing out on you, uh, the U19s and the U23s uh, are open. Uh, the tryout's going to be Sunday, May 27th, 3.30 to 6. Obviously, you've got to be 14 to 22 years old. Um, Do you, you can really? find out more information. Uh, I mean, unless you have really good documents to fake it. Um, besides, the, unless you have that, you know, unless you have a good uh, fraudulent uh, document guy, then yeah, you got to be under 22. This is Miami, so man. This is Miami. We're good. I, I'm going to say, true. if it, anybody it, from either team is listening right now and they want to waive the registration fee and let me and Matt participate in the tryouts and videotape the whole thing and embarrass ourselves, uh, oh, we are wow. more than happy to participate. <laughs> We're putting it out there. And I will try out, I will try us, out with Miami Soccer on. World. Oh god, that would be the worst thing ever. Sweet, I would be reduced to a pile of dust. Uh, that would um, make excellent video content. It would. It absolutely <laughs> would. Uh, again, yeah, we'll we'll open it up. Um, and yeah, so the final the final tryout to mention FC Surge of the uh, Women's Professional Soccer League. Um, My offer sticks with them for, too. Yes, that's true. I mean, I'll, we'll be happily humiliated by a women's team as well, because um, that is absolutely what would happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would just be bad. Um, so, uh, Surge, final tryout is... Oh, no. Uh, heavens, I'm sorry. Uh, it happened that yesterday, yesterday, right? Yesterday. Yeah. It's, they may not. <laughs> I'm bad. I don't read dates. But that means that the FC Surge regular season is coming up. Uh, we're going to have a lot more coverage of them this year, uh, yeah, getting out there to Amelia Earhart. Um and, and seeing some of their games, uh, they run basically through June. They're kind of running in between the end of the women's soccer college season and the beginning of their college prep for the next year. Um, so, yeah, uh, be sure to check them out and, and stay open for tryouts next year if you're in, if you're a woman interested in playing uh, some second-level uh, soccer. That's right. So I, and I, my apologies for I, not being able to read a calendar. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll shut up. No, I was going to say, I hear the plates in the background, so I'm thinking it's din-din time, which means it's time for us to sign <laughs> off. Yes, that is my lovely wife getting dinner ready. I'm going to hop in there and, and substitute out for her. Uh, it's uh, salmon and butter noodles. I'm very excited. Um, anyway, Drew, 
uh, the fact that we're talking about dinner means it is definitely time to wrap <laughs> up. Uh, final thoughts covered. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight, pal. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, look forward to the games this weekend and the next Open Cup game. Let's keep that open run, uh, open cup run, a uh, running. Uh, we're guaranteed a Miami team advancing into the second round. That's right, one way or the other. So that's pretty good news. Um, yeah. So uh, that'll be that. Until next time, uh, go Miami FC and go Miami United and go Miami Soccer. Dale, bro.